so much good news, so many wonderful numbers, there's so much great stuff happening, we are going to rip into it on a Sunday. I'm in a very good mood. It's uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give me a strong 8 in terms of moods. That's good for me on a Sunday. That's very good for me on a Sunday. How are you doing over there? Scale of 1 to 10, how are you feeling? I'm about at a 4.5. Ouch! Ouch! Yeah. Yeah. What happened? We got to address that. If you're coming, if you're, if you're, if you're clocking in at a four and a half, what happened? Oh, just like a long week where I didn't get the things done that I wanted to do, and yeah, okay, just, just that kind of stuff. I feel you. You know what I just did? Do you know what I just did? What? Finished a list of things I have to tackle tomorrow. Really? I'm, it's a big list. It's a big list. Uh, but it's all exciting stuff. It's all good stuff. It's all like things that you have to do, but your life will be better if you do them, that kind of stuff. And just in, in just making the list, just being that active, I'm like, Ooh, now I'm kind of looking forward to tomorrow. I'm going to give myself the rest of the day. I'm going to do, I'm going to do some puttering around, do some light maintenance, uh, probably put some stuff on the loftusparty.com, but that's about it. And then tomorrow, Ooh, I'm, I'm like a, like a hungry Jaguar with a photographer's arm in the cage. I am tearing into it. <laughs> I don't know if I'm tearing into it, but I do have a list for tomorrow, and we're just going to go, oh, like, just just, just as an example, right? Mm -hmm. So I go to see Shazam, which looks like a reasonably good, cute, fun movie, right? I would, ag I would agree. I would agree. We get to the end, well, close to the end, the big scene at the end. Where he lands on the back porch, right? Easy, easy, spoiler alert. I just said he landed on the back porch. Okay, so now I know he lives. The preview. I don't do spoilers. <laughs> and the projector broke. Oh, no. So now I have no idea how the movie ends, so I can't You're... really spoil it for you. And, um... Wait a second. So what did you do? First of all... I'm like, is what is what year are you time traveling to see movies? The projector broke. It broke. They could not fix it. They tried. I mean, we were sitting there for 20, 25 minutes while they were trying to get this thing going. And so they gave us all free movie tickets. And I'm like, well, but I'm not going to use this ticket to come back and see a movie that I've already seen three quarters of. So I'm like, I'm screwed until it comes on Netflix. Oh, boy. Tell you what we'll do. Tell you what we'll do. <laughs> What? I'll go. I'll go see it this week, and then I'll walk you through the end. I'm really good at describing movies. Actually, I'm really good. It's like you're there. Actually, our friend, good friend, artist Angie, when I alerted her on Twitter because she put out a no spoiler review on Twitter, I said, "Yeah, I'd love to be able to agree with you, but the projector broke. I mi I missed like the last fifteen minutes. Might have only Oops. been ten. I'm not really sure." She's like, do you want me to break it down for you and DM? I'm like, yeah, could you please? Uh, so she's like, what was the last thing you saw? And I told her. And she's like, all right, here you go. And she gave me a very colorful account. I still just I, visually haven't seen it, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have to do that. Listen, that's a drag. That's a real, real drag. I. This is just a fun little story about mm -hmm. how I grew up. Uh, I had a sister who worked at the local movie theater. It was right around the corner. You could walk there. And it was so great having a, a sibling who worked at a movie theater. I could just pop in at any point and just see – like at, at one point, 
they were showing Star Wars, right? Like they would uh-huh. do first run movies and then they would do a second second run movies. It was really weird. It was like a mom and pop movie theater. And, uh, and and they were like showing Star Wars again. And I would just be walking around the neighborhood with my buddies. And I'm like, hold on. I want to see what part they're on. And like if they were about to blow up the Death Star, I would stay and watch it. It was just – it was the best. It was fantastic. Yeah. So that that really blows. That really blows. Because that's – because now you have to commit like what, – what, are you supposed to commit another like – 90 minutes of your life just to see the last 15 minutes well, no, that's, that's what a... i'm saying i'm waiting until it comes out on netflix or one of the streaming services and then i can just fast forward it to the part i missed it's movie interruptus which yeah, is that's the worst exactly what it was but i mean i'm just like sitting there going okay this is just so emblematic of like my entire week to this point this is so perfect oh boy so, oh boy yeah. we're gonna have to get on that later so here's <laughs> here's what uh here's what i'm into Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I'm a little bummed out. They uh, they changed the way Facebook uh, displays on your phone. I don't know how many pages you have or pages you manage. I have my personal little Facebook page that I never touch, you guys. I, I never go there. To to Michael Loftus, my personal I, – I, I haven't posted there. I haven't done anything there in a million years. Uh, I kind of look at the fan page, Michael Loftus, but all of my efforts are on the Loftus party. Mm-hmm. Guess how big our reach is now? I'll tell you. Don't guess because it might be embarrassing. We had it. We had a, a we a quarter of a million people. Well, that's awesome. Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah. I think that's. I I think it's ginormous and wonderful. So I wanted to. I wanted to thank everybody uh, for for sharing uh, the videos and the posts. That's a huge number. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and thirty three thousand people. Holy moly. So I just want I like I set these benchmarks uh, for myself and and I, so I, first of all I was very upset with uh, with Facebook you know for changing I, I can't stand it like you get you learn how to do something you like the way it's laid out and then they go oh we moved this button over here to make it blah, blah, blah. but anyway a quarter of a million people that's 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 very huge that's very huge and the Twitter holy smoke uh, the Twitter done blown up. That was that was fantastic. I want to b- do a big shout out to Terrence K. Williams. I did this thing on stage because uh, it's just got to suck. Uh, poor Terrence was in that car accident on his way to the White House, mm-hmm. uh, fractured spine, fractured neck, and he's got to wear this neck brace and he can barely sleep because he has to wear it 24 hours a day and yada, yada. So I gave him a shout out from stage at the uh, – uh, the Tacoma show of the uh, deplorables stand-up comedy show. And the crowd was going crazy. And Terrence, God bless him, he loved it and he retweeted it. And it's it's wild. Uh, the, the, new, the new followers came in uh, in droves. So welcome aboard, everybody. Hopefully some of you are checking out the podcast. The podcast. Yeah, yeah. So – uh, everything's very good. I'm very positive about everything. YouTube, a lot of, a lot of growth there. It's all good. I love it when it, uh, when it just works organically, when, when cool people get together and do fun stuff and then people share it and it's, and it's just all wonderful and good. We got a new pate, uh, we got a new, uh, dude on Patreon. Yeah. The, yeah. This guy's awesome. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not going to shout out anybody by name, uh, here, but I want to thank all the Patreon people. Uh, soon, soon, uh, some ads are going to be purchased. And so that's, that's the plan. If you're on, if you're on Patreon, you're helping out. Uh, the new dude is fantastic. I met this guy, uh, in Cincinnati and he made these really cool, like baseball jerseys. 
that said deplorable tour on them and it had names on the back. He's just just an awesome guy. And so he's kicking in a little dough on Patreon, which is fantastic. You guys, you can uh, uh, as as little or as much as you want to do. It's all going towards uh, making the reach bigger, 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 more people. That's that's the that's our best defense in this crazy world of shutting down free speech and the crazy world of censorship. I saw uh, Christiana Ampour say some real craziness to Jim Comey on uh, CNN yesterday or the other day. Uh, so we'll talk about that. I'm making a little note to write about that. So the Patreon thing's going great. We're going to, uh, I'm getting together with an editor that costs a couple bucks, yada, yada. I just feel like I have to justify, uh, it's <laughs> when people are like donating on Patreon, <laughs> I really feel like I owe them an explanation of here's what I'm going to do. It's a really good idea. I feel solid about it. I've done my research. So, uh, we're going to put together a little uh, a little ad for uh, theloftusparty.com and all things Loftus Party, and we're going to start running that on on various uh, platforms, and, and it'll be it'll be awesome, and we'll we'll continue to grow. Well, so here's awesome. what we do: if you're if you're new to the podcast, we 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 like break down the what we think are the biggest stories in in politics and also pop culture, hopefully with uh, with humorous tones and within with just enough fist shaking at the skies. However, we also like to offer uh, solutions. That's the, that's the other big thing that I'm very proud about. So we bitch about stuff and we try to figure out ways to fix them. Uh, This goes uh, across the spectrum, politics, pop culture, everything that's going on. Uh, Here's what's on my radar this week. Uh, (laughs) I've discovered a couple things. This, uh, this whole uh, Mueller report God. And now, and now the focus on Trump's taxes. This is, uh, I, I think, the whole taxes thing is is just incredibly dangerous. Congress is just wasting everybody's time with the Mueller report and this whole everyone voted six hundred and ninety five to zero to to out uh, to come out with the Mueller report. Everyone, even the president, is they all now, voted to break the law. Well, it says in that thing that everybody voted for, six hundred ninety-five million to zero, within the confines of the law. Yeah, Every, but they never that, say that the, part. They they never say that part. But it's they they all voted like, hey, uh, once once the attorney general goes through it and and make sure that we're not gonna get someone in trouble, we're not gonna break any laws. You know, the, once everything's redacted that has to be done to protect people legally, we want to see it. So I think that's going to take some time. I think there's a lot of different agencies that that need to look at it. But it's one of those tired, tired uh, just talking points and that no one pushes back on. No one ever pushes uh, back on that. Mick Mick Mulvaney did this morning on Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace. Thank goodness. Thank goodness that guy did. But it it drives me crazy. Jerry Nadler and Adam Schiff and all these other maroons, right? They say we filed this to get the entire Mueller report. They never say what's available by law. So then the American public hears them, we want the whole thing, we want the whole thing. And when it come back, comes back appropriately redacted for things like, you know, um, classified information, grand jury information, the things that are literally protected by law or Department of Justice procedure – all these crazy leftists are going to be like, that's a cover-up. It's a cover-up. And 
I, I just don't understand it. I mean, Barr could not have been any more clear. Mr. Mueller's going to help me. It's going to take us about two weeks to go through the whole thing and make sure we got it exactly right. And then I'll come talk to you on May 1st and May 2nd. It is uh, it's political posturing. It's it's just so completely transparent, and I, it it really bums me out when people don't push back on it. When they when when they all uh, you know they're on real time with Bill Maher and they're on Samantha B and they're on these other shows and and uh, and no one pushes back. It's just like yeah, we we all we all want to see it. We all want to see the Mueller report. However, you'll you'll have a hard time convincing me uh, that people on the left they just don't want to start a whole bunch of new investigations they're just going to go oh this guy testified to this let's look into him and then it just they, so they can continue this bona fide uh witch hunt for another two years going into oh, you know the 2020 we still have a lot of questions there's still a lot of unanswered questions because lord knows uh adam schiff is the modern uh, uh version of Sherlock Holmes and I'm sure Adam Schiff the 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 greatest detective who ever lived is going to find a lot of stuff that Robert Mueller and a team of like 40 uh investigators and a team of FBI agents uh, over 2 years I'm sure they missed a lot of stuff I'm sure that uh, because it wasn't their full-time job every day talking to like day for the last two and a half people. years it's a joke they issued thousands of subpoenas, talked to like 500 people. What what new stuff? I mean, I'm just to the point where this is just complete harassment. And did, did That's Trump, all it is. Did Trump violate a norm not doing his tax returns? Yeah, he did. He probably just should have done it. And I'm kind of of the school of thought that he didn't do it because he doesn't make as much money as he says he does. And it's kind of embarrassing. Yeah. But he just probably shouldn't have violated that norm, so that's kind of on him. But the rest of this, just the outright harassment of his kids, the outright harassment of other members of the administration. I mean, it's just, it's exhausting how angry, and then my favorite thing this week, the thing that actually made me smile, despite it only being a four and a half, is all these leftist organizations, moveon.org and everything else, had had at, had organized protests to get the Mueller report released because they were just sure that the Trump administration was just not going to release it. They were going to put their foot down. So they had these nationwide protests planned. And then the administration's like, yeah, we're going to redact it according to the law. No, the president isn't going to review it for executive privilege. And then we'll give it to Congress and the AG will testify. So their whole protest idea is blown. So they decide to protest that the Mueller report didn't get to Congress by the arbitrary deadline they had set. These protests, literally, I've seen longer lines at a Whataburger. <laughs> it's, mean, there it's, was, like, no one there. And they're actually posting pictures uh, of it. It was hysterical. <laughs> like, why would you post that picture? They're hanging on. They're hanging on. Oh, my. Well, the other problem, and the tax thing, the tax thing is really a, a big, a big yawn. It's a big, giant yawn, and it's so easy to predict exactly where this is going to go. Exactly where this is going to go. I don't need to see the president's taxes. I, I really don't. 
I really don't. And it, it terrifies me that Congress can start going, hey, IRS, do our bidding, look into this person, go back years before uh, he ever ran for private office because we just want to see what he, what he was up to. We just want to see. Like there's no – once again, they're like, what crime are you investigating? What what are you? And then and since when did like I understand there's 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 oversight in terms to uh, how you're running your affairs when you're in public office. But to go back to mm, let's go find out what he was doing before he ever ran. And and I tell you, they don't they don't want to open that can of worms. They don't want to open that can of worms because then I want to see everybody's. I want to see every member of Congress's tax returns, and I want to go back just as far as Trump. And I want to see how these people. I want to see just exactly how do you go into Congress, uh, you know, with a, with a net worth of a couple hundred thousand dollars, and then you make about a hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year, and then two years later, uh, you're worth eight to ten million dollars. I'm I'm keenly interested in that. I think if people knew how many people went into Congress, mm-hmm. uh, just average ordinary citizens, and then they come out multimillionaires, that's the who's the who's the um. Uh, the stolen valor guy that I went to Vietnam, oh, the, that scarecrow looking Blumenthal, who Richard Blumenthal. Yeah. Blumenthal. Blumenthal's made himself a tiny little profit, a tiny, uh, he's, he's, he's done quite well in Congress, millions and millions and millions of dollars. I'm, I'm keenly interested in how that dude did that. Well, isn't he I want to know how Illinois? Maxine Waters made all her money. All of them, all of them. I think he's also from Illinois. There's quite a machine up there. I don't know. Is Blumenthal Illinois? I thought Blumenthal was like New Hampshire or somewhere on the East Coast. I can't remember. I just know that he and Schiff both have that like emaciated, ill-looking thing going on. And they're just both such negative Nancys. It's just like, ugh. I I really don't know how Adam Schiff gets elected. I I, I really don't. I, I really don't. There's there's like everybody's like on this creepy Joe Biden thing, right? Just creepy Joe, creepy Joe. And we'll we'll get to that probably uh, as soon as I finish talking here. But it's like in terms of creepy, like I find Richard Blumenthal to be exceedingly creepy. Mm-hmm. And this is just on a this is just my opinion of the man. Just it's just he I just find him to be like I would not want to be alone in a room with that guy just because he just gives me the creeps. Adam Schiff the same way. Adam Schiff, I tell you what, that guy's like, uh, oh man, the Scarlet Letter. <laughs> when they have like the the Puritan judges, like all of these guys, like uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, Adam Schiff, Richard Blumenthal, they would all be v- just they they'd fit right in in, in like a, a a Puritan witch trial jury or or, or 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 judges. You know what I'm saying? Just put them in the robes and the little buckle hats, and then like you're a witch. We think you're a witch. Uh, prove you're not. <laughs> it just seemed like they would fit right in there. Right. It's 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 a serious uh, level of of creepiness. Okay, Joe Biden. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because this one is 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 exhausting. This one to me is I found I found myself uh, last night agreeing wholeheartedly with Bill Maher, which uh, doesn't happen a lot. But I gotta give I gotta give Maher credit. 
uh, when I can. This whole Joe Biden thing, I, I listen. Is it creepy? Yes, it's 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 creepy. He has, but that. I don't think it's on him anymore. Now, whatever. Uh, it, it's not going to like, this is not going to stop him from being elected. This is not going to sway the hearts and minds uh, of the American voter because everybody knows this person. Everybody has this relative who hugs just a little bit too long. They're the close talker. They get in and they grab your shoulder. Everyone has this person in their lives. So uh, yeah, and I, there's been pictures of Joe Biden doing this for years. It's been a meme on the right forever. Creepy. Mm-hmm. I think it was actually the Washington Post that coined Creepy Uncle Joe. Like, yeah. that's already in the calculus. And when you're listening to these women's stories, you're like, okay, took you four years to say something. Oh, wait a minute. You took a picture of the moment and had it framed and now you're offended? What? And can we now agree? And this is what this is what Bill Maher's point was uh, last night on uh, his little HBO show. Uh, It's like now, ladies, you're 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 good enough. You're strong enough. You're smart enough. When someone invades your personal space like that, uh, hey, back off. Hey, you know, knock the person's arm off your shoulder. Push them away. You, you're allowed to do that. You're you're strong, powerful women. These are like, and that's the other thing. These are like women in in the political sphere. Like, at, at some point, it's on Joe. It's on Joe. He's a close talker. He's he gets right in there. He wants to smell your hair because that's his little thing. However, you're a big girl now, uh, and you can you know gently push him away and go, hey, dude, personal space. At one at one point, that's so. That's my question uh, to you. At one point, is this uh, also on on the ladies for not like standing up for themselves? What then, like um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it's just like normal human interaction. So I I'm like an ATM space person. I like my ATM space, right? Unless I know okay. you or we're close friends. Is, but I'm 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 one of those. I like a wide berth, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, if it's someone I don't know well or in a context I don't really understand, and I didn't know this till I went to grad school, and once I became aware of it, a professor of mine who was a close talker actually backed me into a wall and I smacked my head into it. Huh. Um, but that was like when the light went off, like, oh, wow, I need a lot of personal space. But when you start doing business in places like Brazil and, and other places in Europe, you can't have that ATM space and, and be culturally appropriate. So I've kind of like turned off the meter in some situations where, okay, this is just the way culturally some people are. Yes. I mean, you couldn't go to my girlfriend Carolyn Chavez's house without getting hugs and kisses from everybody. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm cool with that. I'm cool with that. However, and it happens to me a lot in Los Angeles, and it's a lot with uh, some members of the Asian community. Like you're in line at Rite Aid, and there's some person, I don't know where they're from, some Asian looking uh, dude who's just like right behind you, like right behind you. Like I can feel you breathing on my neck. And I'll do the thing where I'll turn around. And and I look at them like you're way too like you look at that you look at them in the face and then you look at the ground and then you look back up yeah <laughs> just indicating you are in my space and then they look at you like oh that's right I'm in America right <laughs> this dawn of realization hits them so I mean it, it's just like I can't imagine um 
it, for them to be equating this to some kind of predatory behavior or sexual assault, it, it's, it's just the Me Too movement gone too far. It is wholeheartedly political. I believe it's coming from the Bernie Sanders campaign. And if you think, if you think in a Democrat primary where no one but Joe Biden is talking to middle America and not making them feel like uneducated rubes, okay, if you think it's going to make a huge difference, I'm telling you right now it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I still think uh, I I still think uh, creepy Uncle Joe is the is the is the the guy who can get the most done. He's the one that that actually concerns me a little bit oh, on the he, left. He concerns me. I think I think he'd have a big shot at some of those Midwest states that Trump won. Um, the Union yeah. boys could go home to Union Joe. Yep, I I think he could be a real problem, but I also kind of agree with some other commentators that have said, I think his best day will be his first day. Yeah. he's Two things are driving his numbers right now, along with Bernie Sanders, if we're going to be honest, right? Bernie Sanders has his base from the last primary, so they're going to pick him, the Bernie bros, right? Joe Biden was vice president. He has the most name recognition and not everybody watches politics as much as we do. So they might not be as familiar with a Kamala Harris, a Cory Booker, probably Liz Warren. I think she's toast, but that's just me. Um, You know, and certainly some of the outside candidates, they've never heard Pete Buttigieg or however you say his name. Um, Pete, Pete, Pete booty gig, booty gig. That's how we're going to do it. Okay. That's how I'm talking about it. I'm talking (laughs) about. I actually, booty gig. I actually saw an in- interview with Andrew Yang, and I don't hate him, which is kind of scary. <laughs> like, I literally, I mean, I'm not going to vote for him, but, I mean, if people actually, he's a very smart man, and he has very good reasons for everything he's proposing. He's the only one I've heard of all of these people so far that has multiple well-thought-out policies on a range of issues. And they're all grounded in some kind of coherent philosophy. What about the uh, Starbucks guy? What about him? Um, I think he's going to be a spoiler. And if I was going to be honest, he's probably going to be a spoiler for the diehard never Trumpers, which I think there's like five of them left. And um, the Democrats. Yeah. Uh, Well, he's, he's a liberal capitalist. He doesn't really have a party anymore. Yeah, that's 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 true. I want him to stick around, though. I want I want him to stick around and and just get a little. I want him to have his time in the spotlight. I want to come. I want to circle back around to the uh, the Joe Biden thing, and this is uh, I, I think the real this this really is his kryptonite. Uh, it's the Hunter Biden of it all. Have you been following this story? Oh yeah, I heard about that story. The Ukrainian money. Yup. This yeah, that's a problem. Is, that's a legitimate problem. It is a legitimate problem. And mm-hmm. dear gentle listeners, I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but gather around ye old time radio because I just I just found out about this one. And this is super dubious because this goes back to uh, with Hillary Clinton, the, the Clinton campaign getting help from the Ukrainian government in mm-hmm. the 2016 election. 
So I always found it was weird that like the Ukraine had so much in here and, and maybe uh, maybe I'm having a, an MSNBC moment. But I guess there was a gas company uh, right. back in the day. What, what are we what talking about? The 2000s during during the Obama administration, right. during the Obama administration, there was this uh, Ukrainian gas com- company that was doing some rather they were accused of doing some rather dubious uh, things and money was flying around. And and somehow uh, Joe Biden's son, Hunter, uh, gets uh, appointed to the board of directors to this Ukrainian gas company. So he's making like a million bucks a year because we know when you think of Ukrainian gas companies, you automatically think Hunter Biden should be running this. Like, I don't understand that at all other than it it just looks like a giant just payout. It's like it's like uh, Chelsea Clinton having a gig at NBC News. Like, what? What? Uh, She's just that's just get she's making 100,000. So anyway, Hunter Biden. Uh, gets appointed to be on the board of directors. He's practically running the thing, this this Ukrainian gas company. Uh, however, they were being prosecuted. There was a, a prosecutor in the Ukraine who's like trying to raise the red flags. These guys are up to no good, yada, yada, yada. And then magically, mystically, uh, this is the accusation, and we'll see how this plays out. Uh, the Obama administration comes in, makes some calls to the Ukrainian government, and the prosecutor who was looking into this Ukrainian gas company in the Ukraine, suddenly that guy goes bye-bye. He's he's reassigned to something else, no longer to, to, to prosecute this case. One of the dudes who was uh, on the board of directors uh, of, of the Ukrainian gas company is is in hiding. The, the dude is like AWOL to this day, like run. So uh, – but it all just, it, it all just uh, magically, mystically uh, went away. Well, and then I guess so, the reason we found out about it, because in 2015, at some point, Joe Biden told an abridged version of this story, did not bragging. necessarily talk about names or anything like that. He was just kind of talking about his prowess and getting things done and kind of let the cat out of the bag. And then some people went and took a little look-see. Yeah. So uh, the New York Times did a story on this, like, back in 2015. Uh, and they were kind of like one and done. They're like, hey, what's up with Joe uh, Biden and Hunter Biden with this crazy Ukrainian gas company? So they kind of they can go back and say, hey, we did a story on it. They certainly didn't didn't do any follow up. They certainly didn't do any uh, kind of due diligence. Like, why did this magically mystically just suddenly disappear? And so when you have and, and this is total Rachel Maddow territory. This is total. I'm totally swimming in the Rachel Maddow pool. So if you have the Obama-Biden administration tied up in the government uh, of the Ukraine and, and they can call in and they can get special favors. And then you go to a couple years later when Hillary Clinton uh, is running against Donald Trump and then all of a sudden she starts getting help. From the and I did a video about this uh, on the YouTube channel a, a, a long time ago. You know, like it's it, it's a matter of it's a matter of public record that meetings were held in the Ukrainian embassy and that there was a there was officials in the Ukrainian government that were help that were helping the Hillary Clinton campaign. Like, that is is foreign interference. You know who else got in trouble for talking to the Ukrainians? Oh, a little guy by the name of Paul Manafort. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Was he just who talking wor- to the wrong Ukrainians? I don't know. I guess I don't know. Oh, no. That's that's when he was working for the Podesta group. Yeah, I know. And and it's and that's the other thing that like and this oh, this is such a great segue. This is such a great segue. 
I have to I have to sit and 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 look at it for a second. But this is why. Oh my gosh, it's a it just became an even better segue because as I'm thinking about it, I thought about the next thing. So this is this is the deal, you guys. This is why this is why people chant uh, "lock her up, lock her up." Because uh, Joe Biden could do this kind of thing, allegedly, uh, for for his son Hunter, and and no one blinks an eye, and and the Podestas can go do business uh, with the Ukraine, and and no one bats an eye, and when they fail to register uh, as representatives of a foreign government, uh, they're allowed to file their paperwork late. However, uh, Paul Manafort sits in solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the things that he's convicted for. So this is why people chant lock her up. Uh, and this goes like when when conservatives do something, when the, when the right does something, uh, they go to jail. Hillary, you guys, and there, there was people on Facebook talking about this, like, oh, you're still on the Hillary email. Yes, I am still on the Hillary. Like those were the, a lot of that stuff was marked top secret. And you can't just give it to your friend Huma to give it to her. Uh, pseudo pedophile husband to email to God well, knows who. Yet, but now we know, we know uh, right. based on Lisa Page's testimony that the reason she wasn't charged is because the DOJ's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Yeah. So this is why people chant lock her up. And then you've got uh, Michael Evanati and and the and the okay. woman he represented who brought forward completely false allegations against Mm -hmm. uh, Justice Kavanaugh and nothing happens. Nothing happens. I don't think, I don't think anybody's following up on that. They're just Um, like, Oh, they said this stuff. They, they piled on. Uh, And then you got Michael Cohen and, and, and just perjury left and right in his testimony to Congress. And you can go back and go uh, point by point. He's lying. He's lying. I can prove he's lying. And nothing's going to happen about well, he's that. He's going to jail. Did you read his latest? Well, he, he, you know what? He needs to go. He needs to go to jail for a little bit longer. I did not read. I just, we'll circle back to Michael Cohen. Then you've got uh, then you got this Jesse Smollett oh, guy who does this. No jail time. And this is why, listen, uh, for me at least, and, I, and I've never been to a Trump rally. I really, really hope to go. But this is why people chant, lock her up. It's kind of about Hillary Clinton, but it's really about we have a two-tiered justice system. We have two sets of laws. Mm-hmm. The, the laws don't apply to Democrats if you're connected. And, and America is like we're getting so used to it. That people are just, oh, yep, that's how it is. That's how it is. It's Chinatown, Jake. Now, here's here's where it gets even worse. So that's why, in my opinion, that's why people chant, lock her up, lock her up. Because I'm insanely frustrated by it. I'm insanely frustrated. I don't want to live uh, with with two sets of laws and a, a two-tiered justice system. So uh, Christiana Amanpour, uh, celebrated journalist over at CNN, she's interviewing uh, Jimmy Don't Call Me James Comey the other day and she and she legitimately and this is this is scary this is not comedy she legitimately uh was asking him shouldn't the FBI have stepped in when when people at Trump rallies chant lock her up lock her up isn't that the equivalent of hate speech and shouldn't the government do something to shut that down and I'm like I know this chick didn't grow up in America. I know she's from another country, but like for a journalist to legit, she legitimately and with a straight face posed that question. 
shouldn't shouldn't the government step in and, and shut that down? Shouldn't they stop that? And uh, Jimmy, don't call me James Comey. God bless him. And this on this occasion, he's like, well, you know, that is covered by the First Amendment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good like, answer, James. To... Good answer. But oh my gosh, at at what level are we? At what level are we when like journalists are like, shouldn't the government be shutting that down? That's terrifying. That's Orwellian. That's 1984. I mean, okay, you haven't I, seen I, these like this. The CNN main account. It used to be just Brian Stelter. It used to be just Tater Tot. Okay. Yes. He would like endlessly watch Fox News, and he'd be super critical of the hosts and this, that, and the other thing. And then I swear to God, the Mueller report came out. And have you seen the ratings? Oh, they're wonderful. They're oh, no, wonderful. They're wonderful, but I mean, like, less than a million people for just about every CNN. And I mean, Rachel Maddow's audience just went kaboom, right? Yes. So now they're on this full on Fox assault coming out of the CNN main account. It's like, what? You know they're what I would like to see? competitor. If you'd like to get their numbers, do a better job. Yeah. And here, here's what I would like to see. I would like to see what CNN's ratings look like if you took away airports. <laughs> like, seriously, I think, no, I, I think they would be they, – they would take another dip by at least two-thirds. By at no, least two-thirds. Does the measurement really take that into account? I thought it was households. I don't know where uh, the Nielsen boxes are. Okay. And that's that's a very, very closely guarded secret. A million years ago, uh, the Nielsen sent me a diary, and they asked that I keep track of the shows that I watched, uh, which I did. And I, I took that. This is, this is before I even moved uh, to Los Angeles. I was living in Ohio at this time, and it was a blast. It was a blast. I loved it. I loved it. It was like being on a jury. Uh, <laughs> but, like, they won't, they won't let you know. My buddy, my buddy Bert Kreischer and I, uh, the comedian, we both did our one-hour specials around the same time. And Bert mm-hmm. did this thing that I thought was just extremely funny, uh, but it was true. He he kept telling these audiences, he's like, "Hey, I just filmed a one-hour special, and when it comes out, it's got to get big ratings. If anybody in the audience is a Nielsen family, please talk to me after the show." And <laughs> and he claims. He claims that a girl came up to him after the show, and she's like, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but yes, I am a Nielsen family. I have one of the right. boxes in my house. And Bert's like, I will pay you $10,000 to watch my show. <laughs> because each Nielsen box uh, represents like uh, a couple hundred thousand uh, viewers. So I don't know if it ever worked out or not. <laughs> but I just, wow. thought, I just thought, oh, that was brilliant. I wish I would have thought of that. I wish I would have thought of that. It's uh, it's crazy. So here's the uh, here's the thing that I want to kind of turn around, and this is and, th- and this is on you and me, uh, Gypsy. It's like I'm tired of being uh, reactive. I, I want to be more more proactive. And this is like this is also another nice segue, because because it is a numbers game. Like right now, the the right wing uh, news and the right wing, you know, came here and say it like media, but like, like talk radio, everybody's reactive because there's just not enough. There's just not enough. We don't have that strength of, uh, of numbers 
we're never going to set the narrative. We're never going to set the narrative. The the mainstream media, the the legacy media, they just have the numbers where they're always going to be able to set the table. And we're always going to be like, oh, isn't that stupid? Oh, isn't that? I really want to start having stories on here. And you, I'm going to give you a lot of credit. You're very good at this stuff, at, at being proactive. You, you actually, here's a story that should be on your radar. I really want to steer into that more in in the upcoming months. And th- that was like the the Joe Biden uh Hunter Biden thing. Like that's to me that's the real story. That's the one that everybody uh you know should be talking about. However, the, you know, they're going to keep it on. Oh, did he hug her too long? So so that's uh, See, I just I just go dig on the left cuz that you know, I'm not getting into this whole thing on the right where and I mean, I still see it, and it drives me nuts. I mean, I've pretty much written off the Bill Crystal and company. I don't really consider them on my team anymore. Um, yeah, because they're not. No, but I mean, the Daily Wire guys and, you know, some other folks, even the Federalist, whoever, National Review, they'll have legitimate criticisms of the president, but they're still on my side. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Absolutely. Because they say Absolutely. when he does good things, too. So, and I mean, somebody who's had a complete evolution on this this um russia probe who who just had an amazing article um here uh earlier this week is andrew mccarthy um oh yeah yeah oh god he basically says Mueller didn't do his job the only crime he was there to investigate once he came on board was obstruction and he phoned on it phoned on it he didn't even do the job he was being paid to do I mean, it, I'll send you the article if you if you haven't seen it, guys. Go look at it. It's Andrew C. McCarthy. It's at National Review, and it's in front of the paywall. Um, and it's basically, you know, his final words on the Mueller probe to this point, like the entire necessity of the whole thing to begin with, and how he thinks Rosenstein was, you know, didn't even set it up correctly. He didn't. He didn't even give the guy a real scope. In order to have a special prosecutor, there is supposed to be a crime to be investigated. That's there was that's the other that's the other terrifying notion. That's the other terrifying notion is that the Mueller report went that that it even was put together. Yep. That it that that it was even put together should uh, terrify most people. But anyway, I I was kind of talking about like my my focus is all on the left. Like I don't think most people on the right under because. The mainstream media is not covering it at all. Most people on the right don't know what's going on in the Democratic Party right now. They are about to implode. I I don't know. I don't know. I, what? Why do you think that is? I think it's interesting that you you say that, and then I'll then I'll respond. Well, because you have this new little group, the Justice Democrats, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got Alexandra. The best okay, supporting yeah. act- actress who has a lot of Twitter followers, so that's supposed to be a big deal, right? Yeah. Never mind her her approval rating is lower than Trump's. And that's yeah. just being honest. So there's an organization within the Democratic Party that's called the Democrat um, Congressional Campaign Committee. And those are the people that do all of the big fundraising to run the House races. They came out with a rule week before last that said no contractor who wants to work with the 200-some-odd races you know, in the House for them um, can work on an insurgent primary campaign like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Ayanna Presley ran. 
and they had some pretty high-end contractors working on those particular races, the, the Democratic machine just put an end to that. So the Justice Democrats who ran Cortez, Ocasio-Cortez, you have to use both of her last names, I forgot. Forgive me. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, forgiven. Is freaking out because they know, I mean, consultants are capitalists. They're going to go where they have the most opportunity to work, right? They're yep. not going to run, you know, a couple of insurgent primary campaigns that probably aren't going to go to a general and give up on these 200 other races. That would be insane. So they're freaking out a little bit, and they've already publicly said they want to primary people like Quaylar down in Texas, who's very popular in his district, Lipinski, who happens to be a pro-life Democrat, et cetera, et cetera. No consultants so are going to be working this... with them anymore. Hmm? I, I, I don't know. It, it, you, you lost me somewhere. I don't see where this is because because the lobbyists aren't allowed to work with the the actual the candidates. campaign consultants. So where you get your campaign managers from, who does your media buys, all of that stuff. The actual well then, campaign architecture that the Democrats have built is now off limits to people who want to primary incumbents. Wow, that's uh e. <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> well, it, it, you can't work for one of those campaigns and work with the Democrat committee that has all the money. Well, that just seems like, uh, well, they'll have to rectify that. They'll have to rectify They're that. They're not going to rectify that. The really interesting thing when you dig down deeper is the people that are complaining about this new rule, the Progressive Caucus, right? Yeah. Went to Rep. Sherry Bustos from Illinois. She basically told him to go pound sand. Nancy Pelosi backed her, backed her up and said, the money we raise is to reelect incumbent Democrats. And when you look at it, if you look at the number of seats that were gained, right, all of those folks come from relatively moderate districts. They're not socialists. They're not going to elect an Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Henry Quaylar's district wouldn't. It's a relatively, I mean, he has a 100% rating with the NRA. He's from Texas, right? So yeah. they're like, we're concerned with our incumbents. We want to maintain our majority. These Justice Democrats are very motivated. They're very aggressive. They're very digitally savvy. They're going to start primarying high visibility races heading into the 2020 presidential election, and it's going to get blown up into infighting within the Democrats. Because, I mean, that's all it is at this point. Then, if you look at Bustos and the committee she actually put together, they all come from a coalition within the party called the New Democrats. The New Democrats are capitalist, pro-business, fiscally conservative Democrats. And that's the team that's going to be recruiting all the candidates because that's where they actually won House seats in 2018. Ocasio-Cortez won her seat, but that was already a Democrat seat. Yeah. So they're looking to gain and preserve the majority they got. They're cutting the socialists off. And if you look at the Progressive Caucus, one of the, one of the reasons <laughs> – this is great. This cracks me up. One of the reasons the D – the campaign committee put this in was under pressure from the Congressional Black Caucus 
because two of their members had really ugly primary races. They weren't beaten, but it still cost a lot of money. Yeah. The two members that were primaried are also members of the Progressive Caucus, <laughs> where the Justice Democrats like Ocasio-Cortez sit. It's Do you really think... hysterical. They just don't even know what they're doing anymore in terms of policy. I, but but like it's wild. It's like you almost wonder like do they need to? Like do they need to? Because the the wonderful thing is is you can have uh, you can have uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and you can have Bernie Sanders going, hey, we want Medicare for all. We want free college. We want all this. We want you know socialism pretty much. And then you can have. Uh, the, the the old school like blue dog I'll call them blue dog Democrats be like the voice of reason and go okay you guys we don't want all that we just want this don't that isn't their agenda met either way isn't I it just a matter know, of time like you're not gonna get <clears throat> you're not gonna get the full uh, Bernie Cortez socialism thing tomorrow but eventually you'll get it but no I don't know because these other Democrats have already split with the caucus on a couple of key votes that they know that their districts aren't going to go for. And if they don't start splitting with them on immigration, they're really putting their reelection at risk. I mean, what's going on at the border is just ridiculous. That's that's that's, that's going to be next, next week's show. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows it was a Democrat caucus that voted no and dug their heels in. That's going to be really hard for some of these kids to pitch in the suburbs, I tell you. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and here's the, the well the, the border thing. That's it's just it's beyond ridiculous now. It's it's beyond ridiculous now. And, and I know we've said it here before and so I'll say it again now. We we have we are a nation of immigrants. We have a very generous immigration policy. You just can't have every uh Juan and Juanita and Carlos coming into the country just unchecked. Well, it's and, just and, and the mask is off because Castro actually proposed open borders and so did Beto O'Rourke. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'd Let's tear, tear down, down the wall the right now. We have decriminal. No, 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 no. Why should we be the only country in the world that doesn't have a border? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's no. It... <laughs> It's it's wonderful that the mask is off, and now that you know we're we're dealing with, and that and that Trump was right. Ooh, fun to know fact, fun to know fact. Uh, I was driving home yesterday, and and guess what plane flew over my place of residence? Air it Force was One. Air Force One, and she's a big old bird. She's <laughs> a big old bird, and uh, and Trump was flexing. He was flexing. the the approach that the approach that that plane took into LAX. No, maybe they do this. Maybe they do this because uh, uh, they don't want to occupy the same airspace. I don't know. But that dude flew over the San Fernando Valley, like low and slow, just flexing. Just, it was fantastic. I got a, I got a picture, but I was driving, and it was, you know, whatever. I didn't want to wreck the car. Uh, it was fan. It was, it was, it was great. It was great. So, I, yeah, I want to talk about the border that that's like a whole nother show i do want to try to do a little bit of a uh, uh, pop culture sh- stuff oh my gosh and here's the other thing that we have to do before we before we segue into a little bit of dc comics universe movie stuff holy smoke the people on facebook like i like i said at the beginning of the show i never go to like my personal page yada yada i'm kind of 
I'm in, I'm, I'm in my lane, bro. However, I, I started scrolling through like these are friends of mine. These are people that I've worked with on television shows. These are highly intelligent people. And the things that they're saying about the president, it is it, – it's now maybe it's just posing for Facebook posts and, oh, I want to look funny and, oh, I – but like people have no idea of, of what this administration has accomplished in two years. It's crazy, and that's why I did that video, Do You Like Him Now? Like if you Google – and I, I would tell everybody to do this because this is a way when you're at parties and when you're having polite dinner conversation, you should really look just so you have this as as ammunition, uh, not just so you can speak and, 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 and actually speak intelligently when these people flip out about stuff. The list of accomplishments of this administration is is insanely huge. Like everybody – you can legitimately make the argument – Everybody's life is better. Everybody's life is better when it comes to prison reform and opportunity zones and low unemployment and people off of food stamps and small business optimism and the GDP numbers and manufacturing jobs and wage growth and all of it. Everyone's life is better. It's these people like uh, my buddy's like, oh, windmills cause cancer. And like, okay, that's that's yeah, that's what we're all worried about. That's what we're all worried about. Okay. So, so do yourself a favor, Google, uh, Trump administration accomplishments, and you're going to be shocked. You're going to be shocked and it's going to be a wonderful kind of shock. Okay. So here's my big news. And this is, this is, uh, for you, Gypsy. I watched Aquaman. I thought you were supposed to see Captain Marvel. That's happening tonight. That's uh... happening tonight. But I watched Aquaman and I didn't hate it. I was fully prepared to actually like loathe and despise that movie. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't horrible. I'm glad I rented it, but uh, wow, there were some bad performances in there. Oh, I'm sure, but that's not what that movie was about. No, and like, hey, good, uh, good for you and all your uh, fellow uh, kids that that just want some eye candy. Congratulations, little that mama. Dude, yep, that dude is fit. Yes, that he dude is. is fit. Props to Lisa Bonet. You done well. <laughs> the, the real life Khaleesi. The real know. life Khaleesi. Um, there were some things that I saw unplanned the movie. Say what? I saw unplanned this week, and the projection yeah. didn't break. Everybody go see that movie. That one is uh, that one's doing good at the old box office. Yeah, it, I need to go. I need to go to by any stretch of the mark. But it's somebody's real life story, and I've actually seen her interviewed since I saw it. And no matter your position on the issue, that movie will change your mind to thinking a little bit differently. Well, and that's the wonderful thing about getting involved in uh, the culture because mm -hmm. someone comes out with a movie like our friend uh, Nick Searcy about uh, Gosnell, mm -hmm. and then now you have Unplanned. So it's this is why uh, the right needs to be involved in the culture because you go see a movie and then you talk about it. You talk, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. Did you know about this? Oh, I had no. I really thought Planned Parenthood. Uh, I, I thought they all did mammograms, and I thought it was all women's health issues. And then you nope. start coming out with, oh, here's the reality. Here's the yeah. reality. 
And and, and Abby Johnson has never. She was sued by Planned Parenthood once, right after she quit, to try to gag her, um, saying she might have patient information which she didn't possess. So Planned Parenthood actually lost. Um, and every public statement she's made since then, they haven't come after her because she's not lying. Yeah, so. yeah. It's uh, what is it? And this is like hearsay, I guess. But but, uh, but I think according to her, it's like what is it like? Like two percent of Planned Parenthood clinics actually can do mammograms and do cancer screenings. I, well, most of them can do cervical cancer screenings. Um, I I would be surprised if it's even two percent that can do mammograms. That's a hugely. Oh. I mean, a mammogram machine is very expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Planned Parenthood is in is in the business of of killing babies, and maybe we said this last week. It sounds like we did, but it 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 it's worth repeating. Here's my deal with it, uh, with the whole issue. You've got you've got like a closed loop here. Uh, Planned Parenthood, they go, oh, we're about uh, women's health issues. We're about women's health issues, and then you look at the numbers, you're like, mm, not really. You're so. you're really in the business of making money off killing babies. Yep. So be that as it may. They say, oh, we're under attack, we're under attack, please give generously. Then they have all these fundraisers. So they're making money off the procedures. Then they're making money off the fundraisers. And already they're showing a profit. Already they're showing a profit. And then the federal government says, oh, this is so uh, important. Here's a bunch of money. And then uh, Planned Parenthood says, ooh, thank you for all that money. And then they donate it to the Democratic Party. And they donate it to Democratic candidates. So you I, – I don't like being taxed for that. I don't like being taxed for that. It's like being told you have to pay these union dues when you don't want to be in a union and you don't get a choice over what the union does. Like I don't want I – listen, I don't want a penny of mine uh, to go uh, towards an abortion. And it's just – it's it's like a scam. It's it, And it's, it's a phenomenal scam. Please help. We're under attack. Here's a pile of money. Then the government says, here's a bunch of more money. And then you can go, okay, well, we want to support these candidates who are going to support us. So you've like, you're being paid by people to give the money right back to the people who who are yeah, in on your the new, scam. The new director is not a Cecile Richards. I mean, she was just evil, but um, she's not as politically connected, et cetera, et cetera. I, I don't think that organization is going to be as effective as it once was. Is it wrong that I found Cecile Richards kind of hot? No, it's not wrong. I just i I think she's a ghoul. But she, oh yeah, she is. But she's like a Bond villain. She's like a James Bond villain. But you're like, yeah, I don't throw her one. <laughs> That's like it's like uh, my other friend. My other friend. Uh, what's her name? Kristen. Kristen, the first openly bisexual oh, from Cinema. Arizona. Yeah, it's. I tell you, it's got to drive her crazy. She's not more famous. It's got to drive her. It's got to drive her crazy. No kidding. Okay, so I'm trying to. Here's what I'm gonna. Uh, just bear with me. We got. We got another minute left. Uh, unplanned. I'm at a very good. Uh, bing. I'm at box office mojo because I want to actually throw some, some numbers at you. Uh, they don't have. It's grossed. Uh, lifetime gross is 12 million, almost, almost 12 and a half million, but they don't, they're not showing me the, uh, ding, ding. I want to see, I want to see what the budget was. I want that movie, I want that movie to make money. The budget was 2 million, I think. 
two? Because they were shocked the opening weekend made 6.1. That's fantastic. If mm-hmm. if if the budget was two, mm-hmm. um, all-time domestic, opening weekends, opening weekends adjusted, all-time. Dang it. Wait. Show me the budget. They don't have the budget, but it, I'm telling you, we'll go off your number. If it was no, 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 no. The production budget they're saying was six. Oh, the was production, it? Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So they've already – so if the production budget was six and uh, the box office so far was 12 and it came out March 29th, uh, they, need, they need to make – they need to make 18. They need to make 18 to – that's like uh, break even. I want that money – I want that movie to be insanely successful. So, yeah, go out and see that movie. Support that movie. Right? It used to – the rule of thumb used to be uh, – and this is for the Hollywood kids at home. Uh, the, the, the budget of the movie – and then you had to double that for, for advertising and billboards and yada, yada. Now – it's you have to triple that to do stuff online, and I don't know what. Uh, well, what I'm going to say they, their ads got rejected all over the place. I've seen some ads on Fox, and most of it's been word of mouth and digital. So, yeah, well, like they they, they uh, didn't get to run good. trailers for the Marvel movies. I'll tell you. Well, I'm going to go see uh, Captain Marvel this evening, Finally. so that I can get caught up and see Shazam later on this week and then be fully prepared for Avengers Infinity War. This is the final battle. So I actually it, already have my tickets for Endgame. That's well, hopefully you don't go to that same theater. I Oh, I'm going how, to that same theater. If that happens during that, it's like, no, I'm not leaving. You fix this now. You fix this now. You fix it now. You refill my popcorn and exactly. that's Diet Dr. Pepper. Well, mister. that was the whole other thing. Do I really want to sit through this movie again and spend another 15 bucks on popcorn and a soda? No, I'll wait at home. I'll see <laughs> a new movie because the other one I'm super excited about is the Elton John biography. I'm not super excited that about that. Fantastic. That's going to be that's going to be a Netflix movie for me. I can't <sighs> see. I'm not going to be shelling out the big bucks uh, for Rocket Man. However, I do want to see it, and the more I know. About Elton John, the more I totally respect that dude. His work ethic is crazy. His, just the the sheer body of work that that guy has, he's a national treasure. Oh, and and Mick Jagger, feel feel better soon, Mick. I guess he had his heart surgery. Uh, I had tickets to see the Stones in Pasadena. That's not happening. Hopefully they reschedule. But I just love Mick Jagger had a tweet the other day. Uh, uh, thanks for all the well wishes. I'm feeling, he goes, I'm feeling much better and I'm on the mend. I just thought, what a totally Mick Jagger thing to say. I'm feeling much better and I'm on the mend. Like, I never would have added the, and I'm on the mend, but I'm totally putting in uh, that into my lexicon. I'm feeling much better and I'm on the mend. Like, and I'm on the mend. That just made me smile. So get better soon, Mick. You guys, there's so much good stuff at the Loftus Party. I meant to say this up top, but sign in. You can post. You go to you go to stories. You click on that little. There's a little space on the top of the of the the the, the website, and you can create a new story. And if you've got an ID and we've approved you, which happens very quickly, uh, you can post stuff. We've got great stories. We got border stories. We got pictorials of. Uh, there's a new Paul put up a new one about Monica Bellucci. Holy smoke! 
there's fantasticness. There's funny stuff. There's political stuff. There's 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 hot girls. There's great recipes. It's a fiercely unique website that we want you to be involved in. You're fantastic people. Uh, you're all looking good, and I think you're going to be ready for your swimsuit season because it's almost here. Uh, now I'm rambling. We will talk to you next week. <laughs>